And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Monday, November 20th, and it is Thanksgiving week. I hope that you're making your travel plans and that you're not planning to travel on Wednesday or even Tuesday. I hope you are where you need to be. Wouldn't that be better than trying to get through those awful crowds? Anyway, people do what they have to do, and uh, we'll be happy to um, keep you company on your long ride, on your sitting there, on your trip to the airport, or maybe sitting in an airport waiting for your flight. I hope there's good weather. Oh, my gosh. It just, it can really be painful. All that being said, we are here to take the mystery out of your financial life. We do that by having you go to our website, jillonmoney.com. You click on the contact us button and then you let us know if you'd want to come on the air because Mark does everything else after that. While you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter. Comes out every Friday. And check out all the other content that lives on the website. You can also subscribe to the Jill on Money Live subscription service. It's exciting. We have another event coming up in December. It's going to be year-end tax and financial planning with my friend, Daniel Forbes. He's a certified financial planner. If you would like to join us live, you have to be a member of Jill on Money Live. So check it out. It's right there on the website. Today, we are starting this program off with a bang. It's Jay, who is on the line from Kentucky. Hi, Jay. How can we help you today? Well, I'm uh, looking at retiring here before long. I'm 62 and want to know if I should go ahead and make the leap or should I wait a couple more years? That's kind of what I'm looking at. All right. Well, first of all, congratulations on actually being at the point where you can have this conversation. But next, let's see what's going on. So you're 62. Are you single? Are you married? Are you partnered? I'm happily married. Okay. And does your uh, spouse work? No, she uh, doesn't work currently. She used to, but uh, has been uh, retired herself for a period of time. Oh, you're jealous of her. Let's be honest. That's really what's happened. Does she um, Does she receive any pension benefits? No, but she did work enough to get a small social security. And then uh, she spent about 15 years homeschooling the children. Is she also in her 60s or younger? 
Well, she's 61, so uh, okay. in theory, she might start Social Security at 62 and then wait for uh, a larger spousal benefit later. Okay, great. And you mentioned some kids. How many are there? Uh, there's three. Grown and launched and good? They are. Okay, They're so good. Great. So, Jay, how much do you earn right now? Well, currently I'm earning about 110000 a year. Okay. It's down a little bit from the heydays of 150 a few years ago. The company's not doing the best right now. Okay. So. But 110 has been good in terms of your need. Like how much do you need to, to um, come in to manage your expenses? Well, after taxes, it's about 75000 and we're, we're doing just fine on that. Oh, great. That's awesome. And also after retirement contributions, do you put money away? Yeah, there's a... Uh, there is a 401k and uh, insurance and everything. So, yeah. So when you factor it all in, you get the 75, you've made your retirement contributions, it pays for your expenses. Is there anything left over or is 75 the real need? Do you, do you have a sense of that? Well, I do like 75. It's uh, it gives <laughs> a lot of flexibility. So 75 is kind of what you'd like as a take home, right? Yeah, 60. the need is, I, I, I calculated, it's down around... Fifty-five or 60000 a year. All right. But want. Okay. Let's see if you can do the want, right? I mean, yeah, that's, that's even better. So tell us about your savings. What have you done? I have an IRA with four ninety in it, 490000 a uh, Roth with three fifty, brokerage account at three ninety, and a money market with $105,000. i am liking these numbers, Jay. Yeah, and then there's a small 401k with 75. Which is your current? That's right. Okay, got it. Tell us about the house where you live. Is this a place where you want to stay for retirement? Yeah, we bought a uh, a retirement home in January. It's a uh, single-story patio home. It's 550 value, and we paid cash for it. My gosh. You are thinking ahead. We raised the kids in the house. It wasn't our favorite. So uh, when we had the chance to do this, it was uh, something we really wanted to do. That's great. That's really great. So Jay, do you hate work? Like tell us what's going on, you know, almost like the emotional part. Well, it's getting to be a bit of a grind. I've got a uh, micromanager that is irritating me some. Do you want to say that person's name and we should just send that person hate mail? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Mark, thanks for the laugh on that. I I hate a micromanager, actually. It's one of my least favorite. I like, I almost would, there are some people who actually complain and say, you know, my boss is so aloof. I'm like, oh, be careful what you wish for. Because if you get one of those micromanagers, it's so exhausting. So let me ask you a couple more questions. Social security for you. If I look ahead at, say, your full retirement age at 67, what's the benefit for you? It's 3400 And the amount at 70? Uh, it'd be, oh, I don't know. I was thinking about getting it at 67, but okay. I think it's like 4200 or so. Okay. I just wanted to, I like to know those. You know, of course, the longer you wait, the better it is. How is the, yeah. how is your health? Are you in good health? In pretty good health. Uh, I lost a brother a couple of years ago at 64 to cancer, oh. and that's in the back of my mind. God, so. that is so, I mean, if that's not the wake-up call, man, I don't know what is, right? Like, I got to sit around with a stupid micromanager? No, thank you. So you'll have Social Security between the two of you, right? You'll have, let's call it about 60 grand a year in 
that's pre-tax social security. Do you plan to do any work? If we said, yeah, you're good. Would you plan to do any part-time work between now and 67 or are you willing to just spend a bunch of money between now and then? I'm thinking I might work one or two days a week. So if you were to do that, let's say from 62 to 67, how much money could we count on you earning, let's call it pre-tax, uh, pre-tax before there's any taxation? Probably 50000 a year. And I could qualify for ACA that way. Right. And even if it's less, let's let's even say less because let's say 40 because that way you can shoot a little bit lower and if you do a little bit more, it's not the worst thing in the world. And what he's talking about for the Affordable Care Act, you're talking about making sure you get tax credits for those um, for the Affordable Care Act, right? Right. Okay, got it. So here's your, here's your conundrum. You could say, let me just take the money from the brokerage account to finance the five years, right? Because that money's already been taxed. You know, normally what I would be saying is, oh my God, please take it from the IRA because we want to pull money out, but that'll screw you up with the Affordable Care Act. So let's say for three years, you pull from the brokerage account. And uh, from there, you, you'll pull whatever, let's say 50 grand-ish, maybe, maybe 60. Let's say 60 grand a year from the brokerage. Then you're qualifying for Medicare. You, but not your wife, because she's got an extra year, right? Uh, she's got an extra four months. So it's oh, okay. Not- so it's close enough. Okay. So then from there, if you pulled that brokerage account down from 390 and you said, all right, I'm going to take 60 grand out of that. Are you okay with just seeing the value go down? Because it is what it's there for. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I am. Okay. And there's a, you know, there's an inheritance in, in the picture too. Okay, let's wait on point. that for one second. So, okay. So then let's presume we got your 390 turns in, you know, we drop it all the way down and then you're left with about 150 grand in there in your brokerage. Okay. Then from 65 to 67 for those next three years, then you should pull money out of the IRA because then you should start to pull that down little by little. Otherwise you're going to get whacked with taxes. So you'll pull that, you pull it out what you need from there. Then you're qualifying for social security. Honestly, you're in pretty damn good shape at that point. You just keep pulling money out when you need it. There is um, a lot to be said for the fact that you've saved a lot of money and I think this is a good game plan. Now, the the only uh, downside risk, the big downside risk that I can see is you say to me, well, you know, I know I said I wanted 75, but as it turns out, we wanted 90. <laughs> <laughs> we have a little, we pretend, we potentially have the mission creep problem. That happens. If you're feeling like that's happening, you know what you'll do is you'll just work an extra day. You'll make the extra money. You know what I mean? So if, as long as you're willing to do that. And the other thing is if if you're happy enough working part-time and it's one or two days a week and it's going okay, and you might say to yourself, huh, you know what? This is working well for us. I'm not dipping into my portfolio at all. Uh, Maybe I'll do it an extra year or whatever. You know, like you'll have more options. If you're willing to do that work, your, your game plan is doable. But if that mission creep does occur, that's where you run into some problems. Now, you mentioned an inheritance. So let's talk a little bit about what you think could be happening. 
my dad's 80 or, or 91 now. So, uh, that's in the back of my mind. And I, it looks like about another 800,000. Oh, well then you're totally, you're done. You're done. I don't like to think about the inheritance. I know, I know, I know. I mean, I have to say that's so funny because on some level it's like, I hate to say this, but if it's a real thing, then it's a real thing. And it's not a real thing when you're 40, but when you're 62, yes, right. And, and if it's, you know, even if God forbid your dad were to get sick and need care and do something like that, maybe if it, even if it's not 800,000, if it's 500,000, that's a, that's a real game changer for you. Just a few last questions. So, um, presuming I say to you, yeah, you're good to go. Like, when do you think you'd pull the trigger? Like, you can't just say I'm up and done. Like, um, here's my two weeks notice. Cause you've been there a while, right? After uh year in bonuses at the end of January would be uh, the time to leave. Okay. So, I mean, if you're going to pull the trigger on that in January, you know, obviously the one thing I would also say is that, you know, from now until then, even if you give them, if you said, I'm going to pull the trigger in January, but I'm going to like be there for a month or whatever, you you could probably pull back on any retirement plan contribution and keep building up your brokerage account and your money market account because you might need that money. You don't need to put that pre-tax money away right now. It'll hurt a little yeah. bit tax-wise, but it's fine. For a few months, I think it's worth doing. Yeah. Well, I'm getting a, a match on it. Though. Up to the match. That's all we do. That's, that's all. all yeah, that's all I'm wanting to do right now. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. Um, and then you guys have your estate documents done. Yeah, we've done that. Uh, they're they're now a little bit old, and they need to be updated. We're going to be doing that now that we've got all these accounts kind of set up the way they're going to be for a while. Okay, that's good. Well, good. Do that. I always say it's a it's probably a time to um go look back at your at every milestone event. It's a good question to say to yourself, like, oh. Should I be looking at my estate documents? So if you're hearing this and I'm talking to Jay, it's like, okay, retirement, good time to say like, okay, is everything done the way I want it to be done? It could be like, oh, I have a new grandchild on the way. It could be my kid's getting divorced. Did I do everything that I'm supposed to be doing? You know, all those milestone events are good prompts to get you yourself to look at the documents that you've created. And so this is good for you, Jay. And also I think you got a good game plan. So I'm going to wish you the very best of luck. And uh, it sounds like you're on your way, man. So congratulations. You're almost there. Almost, almost, almost there. Do you feel like that last, it's like being on the marathon. It's like, okay, I did my 20 miles. I got 6.2 to go. You didn't even hit the wall. You got it, right? Okay. Well, I think so. Good to go. Good to go. Well, thanks so much for getting in touch with us. If you would like another set of eyes and ears on your situation, whatever it is, we are here for you. Just go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. While you're on the website, you can check out all of our free content. You can subscribe to the Jill on Money Live service, and you can buy my book, The Great Money Reset. Please leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. And don't forget to lift someone up. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.